Hello and welcome to Out and Proud, a Fidelity Pride production. This podcast allows members of the LGBTQ plus community and allies to share their coming out stories both at Fidelity and in the whole wide world. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I speak to Tom Lesko. Tom has an incredible story and he has a amazing amount of situations where he's encountered um, difficulties or new challenges and fidelity has consistently stood by him throughout every single situation and change in his life it's really great i think you're definitely going to enjoy it stick around my conversation with tom i'll be right back after this Tom, thanks so much for stopping by Out and Proud today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well also. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to get your story today because you've been uh, at Fidelity for a little bit and, um, you know, you, I feel, have a lot of perspective, not just in life, sure, but really at how Fidelity has kind of grown from a... Uh, diversity inclusion perspective and really uh, promoting the ERG's perspective over your time at the company. But what I'd really love to start out with, um, was there a specific moment uh, in your life growing up where you knew that uh, you were gay? Pretty much, uh, you know, I I knew I was gay, but I didn't know that was the word for it when I was very young. I was um, the youngest of four children. I had three older sisters. And you know, throughout my, you know, grammar school life and everything, I always had a crush on their boyfriends. Um, so I knew something was, was different, but it, I didn't know anyone else was gay and I had never heard of it. Um, so then, but by the time I got into high school, I clearly, uh, you know, knew that there was a thing called being gay. Um, so I just accepted it and that that's what I was. So it, it just kind of went from there. It was a very easy transition for me, to be quite honest with you, even though that was in the 70s. You know, I really love that perspective, knowing that um, I think something that we uh, are learning, right, is that as we're getting a greater access to language, uh, we as an individual, as a society, are able to better represent our authentic selves. And so what I really love about that is you knew you were gay, though you didn't have the words for it. Right. And once you were given the words for it, it's like, ah, here I am. This is what makes sense. This is who I am. This is, um, this is how I identify moving forward. And I think there are a lot of times where um, folks don't have language for something, but they know, you know, that there, there's something, there's something out there that perfectly represents who they are, their authentic selves, um, uh, whether or not they don't have that. So this was the seventies and walk, walk me through, uh, what life was like for you. Um, and you are from the Northeast, correct? That's correct. I grew up in Connecticut. Um, so again, in the seventies, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily out. It just was a very unclear time for me, uh, in terms of, because prior to that, I thought I was the only one who was like this. And I think that's very common amongst um, gay people that you just don't, like you said earlier, you don't have a word to put around it. Um, you but you feel like I'm possibly the only one. Uh, but then once you realize you're not, then your whole world opens up for you. 
So right around that same time in 1980, I moved to Boston to go to school. I went to BC. So I was in I was in a much bigger city than where I had grown up in. Um, I was sort of on my own. So that's when my world really opened up for me. Um, and it especially opened up for me in my junior year because I wanted to move off campus. And a friend of mine uh, said, you got to meet this guy, Dave. He wants to move off campus as well. So I met him. We got along. And he said, I have another friend, Bob, uh, that wants to move off. So we got this apartment in, in Austin, Massachusetts. Um, you know, our, it was a dumpy basement apartment, but it was our first apartment <laughs> right. we all had, right? And so we loved it. Um, and shortly after that, we all found out each other was gay. And it just so totally worked out because it was like a built-in support system. Um, and yeah. at that time, we, we were old enough to go to bars. So it, was, it, it couldn't have come together any more perfectly for me at that point. I really love that. The, the community support is so key uh, when you're able to find people who have um, same experiences and same, um, they're authentically the same, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you're able to really resonate, it resonates and you're able to identify with the same, uh, the same things, the same background. You're able to say, you know, this is my experience and it's just, it's, it, is that bond. It's that bond of, you know, we're, we're all in this together. Um, and then specifically we're in, um, this, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, marginalized group together. Mm -hmm. And we're able to, um, learn and grow and really live and thrive. Um, and it's almost like we're together. We've got this friendship, we've got this bond and we also got each other's backs as well. Kind of, there's multiple layers there that I absolutely love. Absolutely. Yep. Now, now that you're, so you're in Boston this is your junior year in Boston college. And so when, when did you make the shift to, uh, coming to work at Fidelity? Was that something that you had wanted to do? Was it, um, the financial industry, something that you were particularly, uh, pursuing? How did that work out for you? Yeah, it was definitely uh, financial services. I wanted to get into, uh, what also happened in my, um, actually at the end of my junior year, I got, a job at the Harvard Coop in the record department, which is oh. New England's largest record store at the time. And I was a buyer um, for sort of the independent and underground music and stuff like that. Yeah. So I decided to do my senior year part-time in two years at night so I could work full-time because this was just like the best job ever, you know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> everything it was great. Um, so it was in 85 that I graduated in the fall. And then um, I started at Fidelity in 1986. Okay. That's really awesome. Uh, so much there with the 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 job with being the buyer, uh, the records. I absolutely love that. But um, pivoting to starting at Fidelity, you know, things were definitely a different time in in 1986. I mean, culturally speaking, you know, there was, you had the AIDS epidemic, um, which was originally, you know, as we, as we know, I identified for the uh, gay population. And then we recognize this as a society, this is a disease that affects everybody. It's not just limited to one group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, definitely the thinking. And then there was, uh, culturally, I think you had this, um, this more push towards, um, well, and then, you know, on the heels of this, there's the don't ask, don't tell policy in the military, um, which was enacted. So there was a, there's a lot of uh, these sort of measures about, you know, um, maybe uncertainty for members of the LGBTQ plus community and how they should represent themselves at work and in life with all this going on. So did you find it a challenge 
to bring your authentic self to work, um, starting out fidelity and then progressing, or was it something where you didn't necessarily think about it? How did, how did that go for you? You know, at that point I had been out to, um, all my friends and my family and, you know, I, I just said, I'm, I am going to bring my authentic self to work and I'll never forget my first boss. I worked in the phone center and my first boss said to me, um, Hey, are you gay? And I said, would you be more surprised if I told you I was, or if I told you I wasn't, <laughs> Left it <at> that. <laughs> but it, you know, it was, yeah. Fidelity was always very accepting. Um, it, it just, again, part of it's being in the Northeast where um, people are a little bit more progressive and liberal in their thoughts around that kind of, these kind of issues. Sure. Um, so I, I found I had no difficulty at work being my authentic self. I really didn't. And I, I based that a bit on, on Fidelity's from the tone from the top. You know, the, yeah. there's, there's none of that kind of, uh, no discrimination is allowed at Fidelity ever. Right. And it's very clear that everyone's you know, open, open and welcome. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I know that you, you know, through your time at Fidelity, um, you met your uh, partner. Is that correct? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I actually, in, I've met, I'm, I've had a couple of uh, partners during that period of time. And I, I met someone in 1988 um, who subsequently yes. died in 1991 of AIDS. But during that right. period of time, especially towards the end when things were very difficult, um, my manager, you know, whoever was running the, the area I was in, was they were totally supportive. Take what you need, take the time you need. And when he died, they they considered him like family. So they said, "You got family bereavement." So they were totally wow. cool to me at that point, and it was great. It was really really great. It came out a great time for me. That's really great to hear because because of the fact that it was it was you know I mean. We only recently got marriage equality passed in in the United States in 2015, and so you know you had a, a lot of state by state discussion about what do uh, family rights look like for same sex relationships or relationships in the LGBTQ plus community, and a lot of uncertainty and changing from state to state. And so to have a company and a support system that's very no this person was family, you take family bereavement, you do what you need, we've got you, we're taking care of you, allows one to have a peace of mind and not have to worry about, am I having to make a decision between a person that I care for and a job? You know, mm-hmm. that 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 decision was taken off of your, your mind and, and allowed you to be able to focus on what's most important. Right. And that is, um, you know, having to uh, process the loss of a, of a loved one um, and someone so close. And so that is what's most impressive to me, I think, from a company standpoint, especially during that time period. Right. Right. Um, and then I met my current um, spouse shortly after that in 1993. We had this sort of uh, little affair at, um, for a couple of months. And then we kind of went our, our separate ways. And throughout the years, I would see him, it was like an average of once a year, I bump into him some, somewhere. And I knew I always carried a torch for him in my heart. Um, yeah. And then in 2000, at actually a block party um, following Gay Pride, um, we connected. And again, that was in June of 2000. We've been together ever since. At the time when I, when we, sorry, when we reconnected, he was in the process of, um, adopting a little boy that he took care of. Um, my spouse's name is Mark and he's a pediatric nurse practitioner. And this little oh, boy awesome. who's also named, happened to be named Mark, 
um, <laughs> was he was born 13 pre 13 weeks premature to um, oh, wow. people that had cocaine and drugs and all this other stuff in their blood. So they, yeah. they lost rights to him right away. And he was living in a foster family situation. And again, for the first four years of this little boy's life, he was in the hospital half of it, at least, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in and out, in and out with all these central line infections, just all this crazy stuff. Um, and Mark, you know, knew him that whole time. When he found out he was up for adoption, he pursued it. Then I dropped into the picture and I said, you know what, definitely go for this. And then let's see how it works out for me. And then, you know, like six months into it, um, I was really liking this. So we went to the courts again and readopted him together. Um, so oh, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, and so to sort of to bring it back to fidelity at the time, again, uh, this little boy was in um, DSS, which is Department of Social Services custody. Sure. So um, we we were adopting him through DSS. So the, the legal fees were, you know, there was no fee just to do this. There were legal fees. And based on the amount, fidelity picked up the whole tab. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was less than $10,000, that... but they picked up the tab for that. And wow. um, and then on top of it all, I got like a couple of weeks paternity leave, <laughs> <laughs> even though the boy was, you know, our son was already four at that right. time, but still, yeah. I mean, it was just so cool. But still, yeah. That's really fantastic. I know that, you know, with our updated uh, parental leave um, um, benefits, mm -hmm. It's been it's been key. Um, I know even especially for me, going from having a couple of weeks with one of my kids to six weeks with my second kid, and that made all the difference. So getting getting to have honestly any leave of any kind is huge, especially with a new addition to your family. Mm -hmm. Regardless, um, and that is so imperative. And just the fact that they they picked up the tab for the for the legal the adoption is is amazing i absolutely love that and it's it's a testament i think to the the investment for lack of a better word that fidelity puts in their associates to say we care about you mm -hmm. we care about your authentic self we want you to bring that to work and we want you to be able to have this work-life balance so we're going to do what we can to help fully support that so you can come in and be able to give a hundred percent because you are authentically representing a hundred percent of yourself right. at work. I love that. And then, you know, if you fast forward a few years after that, it's 2004. We're living in Massachusetts. Gay marriage becomes legal and we were able to yes. get married. So we've been married for 16 years now. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's, it's been, um, truly the, the LGBTQ plus rights in the United States has been, a journey and a, and a mm -hmm. struggle as we're still seeing even today, right. In 2020. Um, but I think getting to hear how, while a country mandate may be um, on its own timetable, getting to know the companies that we're working for, such as Fidelity are able to um, do what's right by their employees, their associates is, is, goes above and beyond i think absolutely. what absolutely what could people could do i love that and now just a, a little follow-up too because i mentioned mark we i call him marky so i can distinguish between <laughs> the two of them um but anyway sure. um when marky was um came in to live with us full time again it was uh, the year 2000 uh the day before thanksgiving as a matter of fact and over the years uh mark having the nurse practitioner um knowledge 
between the two of us, we were able to unwind all the things that were, were was wrong with Marky. Uh, you know, because he had oxygen, he had J tubes, G tubes, you know, feeding things, all this other stuff. And, you know, within a matter of, I don't know, four years or less, he's was the healthiest kid in his class. That's fantastic. And right now he's in a, a culinary program in Boston, as a matter of fact. Just went that back, is awesome. Just went back on Friday. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that. And I think getting to have the 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 time to spend with him and being able to work with him and and have your husband have that knowledge mm-hmm. is allowed the both of you to really um, get um, do, be able to do truly what's right for your son as well. And I, I absolutely love that. That's, that's fantastic. I, I would love to know, um, cause your story is so Im- impressive and powerful and meaningful. I know for a lot of people who are listening. So as we're starting to wrap up and I, I feel like this story could go on and on and on, cause there's so much, there's so much here, um, that I, I know we probably haven't even touched on, but I would love to know is if someone is listening and they're thinking about coming out, but perhaps they're struggling with that, um, whether at Fidelity or elsewhere, what is one piece of advice you would give them? That if someone you love shuts you out for being gay, they didn't really love you to begin with 100%. Mm. Yeah. And that may be hard to hear, and it's, it, it may be a sad fact to accept, but if they truly loved you unconditionally, then this would be a non-issue for them. Right. True. That's so powerful. Well, Tom, thank you so much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And Tom, I do want to say thank you for being out and proud. Thanks. If you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today.